The sitting president of the United States and his lawyer told an angry crowd yesterday to storm the U.S. Capitol to challenge the peaceful transition of power. But the insurrection failed. The people who got the most votes won the presidency and will be inaugurated on January 20th. National events are not usually the subject of this newscast and newsletter, but what we witnessed yesterday must be documented and never forgotten. It's January 7th, 2021, and I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of the Charlottesville Community Engagement newscast and newsletter. On today's show, Governor Ralph Northam pledges to speed up vaccine distribution, and Charlottesville City Police hold a press conference to address a recent series of violent crimes. Today's shout-out is to the people who have been supporting this work, either through a monthly Patreon contribution for general research, converting to a paid subscription for this newsletter, or contacting me about sponsorship possibilities. The work I'm doing is important for the communities around Charlottesville, as we continue to wrestle with many issues. Government is us, and my aim is to convey that complexity as frequently as I can. Please consider what you can do to help me keep the lights on. This morning, the Virginia Department of Health reported another 5,379 cases of COVID-19 in the Commonwealth, and the percent positivity increased slightly to 16.8%. Today's one-day total is just a handful shy of the one-day record that was set yesterday. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 159 cases reported today. That's 70 from Albemarle, 36 from Charlottesville, 15 from Fluvanna, 10 from Green, 15 from Louisa, and 13 from Nelson. There are no new deaths reported today in the district. As the world watched hundreds of angry people break into the U.S. Capitol yesterday, Governor Ralph Northam held his first COVID briefing of 2021 and stated something that is backed up by the data. The virus is worse now than it has ever been. Case numbers are about four times higher than they were last spring. We had the highest case number every day, and we can expect it to go higher. Northam said the epidemiological model put out by the University of Virginia's Biocomplexity Institute demonstrates that, but the public version has not been updated since Christmas Day. The governor said it will be a long winter with more threats lurking. We also need to be clear that new strains of the virus are out there. They're much more contagious than what we've seen so far. They're out in the world, and while we have not seen it yet in Virginia, it will surely make its way here, if not already so. It's now been over three weeks since Dr. Ebony Hilton became the first person vaccinated in the University of Virginia health system, and medical personnel across the Commonwealth are receiving their second doses this week. Many have critiqued the Virginia Department of Health for not distributing shots fast enough, but Northam explained some of the logistical challenges. It involves highly complex advanced manufacturing. It requires moving supplies around the world and storing much of it at super cold sub-zero temperatures. This is complex stuff. And everything depends on thousands of healthcare providers. Northam went on to do some math. There are 8.5 million Virginians, and with the vaccines currently approved, we will all need two doses. The rollout will take months. Right now, Virginia is receiving about 110,000 doses a week. Our first step is to use up all of that supply. 
to completely wipe out that supply because we know that the supply will be replenished. Northam set a short-term goal of administering 25,000 shots a day. And hitting it will depend on manufacturing ramping up and supplies being distributed to states over time. We don't have everything we need yet. No state does because it's being manufactured literally in real time. That's consistent with the short-term goal that President-elect Biden has laid out for our country. Northam urged patients and likened the current situation to what was experienced in the early days of the pandemic when Virginia did not have the infrastructure to process tests for COVID. Back then, we were testing about 5,000 individuals a day. We said we need to double it. We set a goal of testing 10,000 people a day. And we all celebrated when we hit it. And then we hit it again, and we kept hitting it over and over again. Today, we routinely test double that, sometimes triple that, or even more. In other words, the infrastructure is being built to add another tool in the fight against COVID. Until then, Northam said doses should not be wasted. This next soundbite is directed at healthcare providers who have not been able to use all of their allotment. So I want you to empty those freezers and get shots in arms. When you have vials, give out shots until they're gone. No one wants to see any supplies sitting unused. Northam said this did not mean that just anyone should just get a shot, but that health districts across Virginia should continue to expand their efforts to make sure that anyone eligible under Phase 1A gets vaccinated. The next step in the vaccine rollout is Phase 1B, which will expand distribution to more essential workers who are outside of the healthcare industry. According to a release sent out this morning, Phase 1B will begin in early spring, with public safety workers at the top of a prioritization list. People who work in jobs that keep our society functioning. People who are at higher risk of exposure to COVID-19. And people who cannot work remotely. One of the biggest ongoing crises is the effect of the pandemic on public education. The past 10 months have caused a disruption of instruction. Later on tonight, the Charlottesville School Board will get an update from Superintendent Rosa Atkins on current metrics about the pandemic. According to information on the VDH website, childcare, K-12 teachers, and staff are listed as the third category under Phase 1B prioritization. They're high on the list of essential workers because teachers are critical to getting schools back open. And that's critical to people getting back to work and, and literally getting back to normal. Opening schools doesn't depend on vaccinating teachers, but that sure will make it a lot easier. Further down the list are grocery store workers and food processing workers, in addition to the firefighters, police, and those who work with hazardous materials. There's also other people who are crucially important to getting people around. This group includes bus drivers and transit workers, the people who run the systems that help other people get to work. Dr. Danny Avula, the director of Richmond and Henrico's health departments, will be put in charge of the state's vaccination rollout better state and local integration. And so my hope in this short-term assignment uh, is to come alongside Commissioner Oliver and the uh, amazing team that is uh, driving this work at VDH um, to help build some more of those bridges between the work that's happening locally uh, and the work that's happening centrally. Um, 
I'll continue to cover this as more developments take place. This morning, Charlottesville Police Chief Rochelle Brackney held a press conference to update the public on a series of violent crimes in the city and to state that the police department needs the community's assistance to fix the problem. More than a month ago, we stood before you to discuss the unprecedented levels of violence in this community. Unfortunately, the trend has continued into the new year. We understand the drivers of long-term systemic violence. We've studied them, we've explored the root causes of community violence to include poverty, exclusion from educational or living wage opportunities. We understand institutional supremacy and racism and its effects. Charlottesville does not need another commission, does not need another task force or forum to understand or address violence here. Chief Brackney said Charlottesville is rich with resources, but that many community voices need to come together to solve problems. I'm calling on all individuals, all organizations who called for change since 2017 to get involved. I'm calling on community advocates, influencers, organizers to go beyond Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, your news interviews, podcasts or social media mediums to leverage your collective resources. What are you willing to contribute to solve the problem? Brackney said the community needs tutors, mentors, and people to spend time in the communities affected. She said many in Charlottesville are suffering from trauma. I have witnessed this community coalesce around issues it cares about. Social justice, police reform, historical and institutional racism and supremacy. Community violence is a legacy, and our children are their inheritors. But before that, let's get back to recent incidents. The top three news alerts on the Charlottesville Police Department website are for the arrests of three Georgia men for a shooting this week that put a Fluvanna resident in the hospital, the December 27 murder of a man at the South First Street public housing complex, the December 24 arrest of a Portsmouth man for a rape on December 17th on Madison Avenue. Major Jim Mooney, the assistant chief of police, was on hand at the press conference to give some statistics for 2020. Um, Charlottesville Police Department responded to 195 calls for shots fired, so just under 200. Um, 122 of those were confirmed shots fired cases, meaning we found evidence of gunfire, shell casings, um, and in numerous cases there were victims associated with that. There were four homicides in 2020, and three of those have been solved. Mooney said 2021 is not getting off to a good start multiple shots fired calls um, with a number of casings, uh, some, some cases 20 plus cases. Um, we have people that are shooting wildly. Um, in our cases on Tuesday, we had uh, two incidents where apartment buildings were hit and not just one apartment, multiple apartments. Um, in one of those apartments, a woman lay in her bed um, and a bullet traveled right through her mattress. Another woman was struck in the forehead. Brackney said a long-term approach is needed and that the department needs resources. It means addressing all of the underlying systemic ills that are going on, and this cannot be laid solely as a burden at the, at the police department's feet. And that, again, is almost how the questions are always formed, is what is our response? And I can't do this by myself, nor can this department. This is a collective response from the community with a large C community. 
The press conference comes a day after the city council held two emergency closed sessions to discuss next steps in the search for a new city manager. The second meeting concluded after about three hours with no action. The closed meeting call also invoked state code that allowed discussion of a councillor's performance. And that's it for today's show. I did not get to everything I wanted to get to, but I hope to in tomorrow's program, which will hopefully have sound bites from Albemarle County's supervisors meeting yesterday, as well as a segment I've really been trying to produce um, uh, with Lisa Wolfork and her Black Woman's Ditch podcast. Um, I will get to that. It's sitting there. There's just been a lot going on and, um, you know, uh, (laughs) there's been a lot going on for a long time now, hasn't there? I do thank everybody for helping me uh, get some of these reports out and getting information out. I've made the pitch several times for how you can help me support things, and I'll continue to do that. Um, I need to figure out a way to survive and continue to do this job, Uh, and I hope that uh, I'll be able to keep doing that for a long time. I've been a journalist in this community for a long time and a journalist in Virginia for 25 years now, off and on, and I'd like to continue doing it because even though it's difficult, we have challenges we need to face, and I believe that my brand of journalism can help with that, and I really appreciate you listening and reading and forwarding this on to everybody out there. Uh, Stay safe out there, and we'll be back tomorrow with another installment, and uh, maybe one Saturday. Who knows? Uh, Talk to you soon.